This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. From the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's next great groundbreaking drama. I'm trying to find out who killed our son. One crime will affect so many lives. You need to be the voice for people who do not have a voice. American Crime, series premiere Thursday at 10, 9 central on ABC. And experience the weekly American Crime podcast hosted by Elvis Mitchell with an inside look at each episode. Subscribe now at podcast1.com slash American Crime. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now... Let the buzz Bunch begin! Pray, we pray, guys. Hello, everyone. Guys. Oh, Yeah. It's a naughty little song. <laughs> Welcome to The Americans, Season 3, Episode 6, called Born Again. So, I am Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Adrian Snow. Everyone else in my panel, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Ben Bateman. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ben Bateman Media. Guys, it's uh, Josh Richmond, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Radio TFB. Hey, it's Matt Ritter. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Ritter One, or you can follow me around West Hollywood to my apartment. If you like. <laughs> That's really creepy. Hopefully, yeah. people won't do that. Hans is right behind you. Yes. (laughs) As always, please, please, please subscribe to our iTunes channel, our sound... Cloud. Cloud. (laughs) I was going to say Soundbox. I'm like, Dropbox. Soundbox. Yeah. Dropcloud and Soundbox. We love love having feedback. We definitely do hear your thoughts. Iron Man 19. Mm. I'm going to do my best. (laughs) Not to discuss... What? We, are, we are the most proud of the atheist show on know. AfterBuzz. A bunch of God haters here. That's all we are. Totally not atheist. <laughs> but I, but Philip and Elizabeth are. They so are. with that note, first thoughts just of the show overall. This yeah. was a really cool episode. Really this was good. great pretty much yeah. across the board. This was the best, I would say the best episode of the season so mm. far. That's my personal opinion. And considering, in my opinion, this is the best season, maybe this is the best episode the best of, of the, the show. Best. Yeah, maybe. Time. The best. It doesn't have the weight of a finale or a premiere to like the like the, the action excitement, but no, I think it, it was killed. 
Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have any of the action beats, but what's going on like thematically is so interesting, tying all these yeah. characters together. I guess what I mean is it doesn't get to crutch on that stuff. Right. It just, it's just the minutia of episode six, and I think for that reason it makes it my favorite episode so far. I really, really enjoyed this one. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Talk about Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> That's kind of where. I'm a Jew. I talk about Jesus. This is very exciting for me. <laughs> no, yeah. Let's just go directly. No. I don't <laughs> uh, let's actually just go ahead and start off with. Uh, we had some little little touches of of characters to start with, with the Nina storyline, Stan storyline, and and a little bit of Martha that we kind of were like, like, ooh, <laughs> it's the male spring. robot, the male robot's back. Yeah. So, what was everyone's uh, <laughs> thoughts on that? On just let's start off with Nina, with Nina finally betraying. The girl, the girl she was with. I forget Abby, our predictions Abby. from last week. Did any of us get that right? How that was going to shake out? Did, I feel, with I feel Nina? Like, oh. Well, we assumed that there was going to be more of a, Death, a, a murder, physical kill. or romantic seduction that we didn't actually see. Oh, that yeah. is true. But uh, I, but I knew she was betraying him, betraying her from oh, like yeah. from the from the moment he started talking to that guy. Do you guys yeah. ever have that moment when you're watching television or film where there's like the there's like the physical chemistry between two characters and and you sort of in your gut you're like are they gonna kiss and you're like looking around you're like I feel like they're and I had that moment for a second I was like oh are they gonna and then they didn't I was like weird because usually when you feel yeah. that in a show or a television like it usually happens I felt a tingle it was interesting yeah. right they yeah. had a very physically affectionate um, relationship yeah but but no reason to doubt it goes past friendship I think just when you're sharing close quarters with people you know yeah it's just that intimacy I never got that feeling from them I got that more from watching Sherlock. With yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch and um, uh, the Hobbit. No, no, oh, those guys are definitely <laughs> no, 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 doing no, no, no. The, the villain. The villain. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh uh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see him. You know. Yeah. I don't. The, I don't watch that show. Guy. The crazy guy. Yeah, is, it, guy. is it Moriarty or is it Moriarty? Moriarty. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. I don't watch that show. Moriarty. <laughs> well, because I know the, I know the Arthur Conan Doyle books. Yeah, I just yeah. don't have to watch the show. The show is really good. So Nina, Nina did what she had. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. do. She did. Oh, yeah. oh, Pretty easily, though. A little too easily for me. Well, to be honest, too easy for me. Yeah. Oh, I keep whoop, cutting you off. Uh, it feels... I'm curious to see. I'm curious, I'm curious to, to see, see go. if uh, if it's actually going to pay off for Nina in the long run. You know, if if they just didn't get her to, to do that and then just leave her to rot. Well, she has no leverage, right? So it's like... You could, yeah. right? It's like that thing where you just make her do another thing. Exactly. Another thing, Which is what then... people tend to do to Nina to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ben? I was going to say I continue to be kind of underwhelmed by the Nina storyline. Mm. Like, I just, I feel like it's happening, and every time she comes on screen, I'm just sort of like, just get back to the part of the show that I is interesting to me. Like, yeah. it's not, not that I don't think she could come back in as an interesting storyline. She was much more interesting in the first and second season. Mm. It's just that this season, it's one of those things where I feel like she's being kept around through this really sort of convenient plot to that I don't really particularly care about as a watcher. There's a sense of pieces moving. Like, they want to get her... It seems like they want to get her back to America at some point, but first they have to figure out how, and this is... They're just slowly drawing this out, because they're like, she's going to come back in the fourth season, probably, in some big way. But for now, they just got to go through the motions here. Yeah. I still think she's an interesting character, man. She the because she was telling the truth a lot of the stuff that she was saying to uh, the Belgian girl. That's true. That is interesting. and revealing parts of herself. But then she just goes so ice cold, lights out, nothing behind those eyes, cold yeah. betrayal it was uh, brutal. 
was like a Where's Wallace moment from The Wire. <laughs> and uh, she's super hot. They're going to keep her around. That, just for that just reason. Just because she's super hot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, it's How, has did we not watch a super hot woman get her bones broken and shoved into a suitcase? <laughs> yeah. Episode one. Maybe that's coming for Nita. That's yeah. like top. That, I think that's like top ten most uncomfortable moments on television <laughs> that I've ever seen. Is probably that. Like I, I can't yeah. think of many things I've ever watched on TV that I was more just like couldn't eat, except for the uncomfortable moments tonight that we will get to. We will get to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to, to kind of wrap up with Nina, how did everyone feel about Stan? It was, it was, I always get, like, Stan's just such, like, a stern, stoic man. Whenever he has a, a love scene, I'm always kind of like, this is so different from what I'm used to seeing from, <laughs> true, from yeah. Stan. I felt slightly, like, Awkward for the actors in yeah. that moment. I don't know. I was like, oh man, she's kissing Stan. Like, really? Yeah. Like, so, like, she's really into it. But that's you know? the, but it's also the kind of love scene I would imagine Stan having where he's completely so in his own head that, like, she, it's clear to her. She, he's yeah. such an internal guy. Everything he receives, every piece of bad news he gets just goes, like, locked in the vault and he says nothing about it and just makes him a little bit more, like, Introverted. I think it's also interesting that the commercial scene, the commercial films that Noah Emmerich has gotten parts in over the years, he's never really the character that has scenes like that. He's always a coach, or he's like a, f- a father, and he's, he's always one of these stronger male characters that or a manipulator. Of yeah, Karen. but I mean, he does have love. <laughs> he scenes. never has his belt buckle pulled open on his <laughs> yeah. couch with yeah, his yeah, wife, yeah, with his yeah, wife's exactly. picture clearly in view, <laughs> which was, I mean, ultimately kind of funny, but yeah. I liked the. I definitely liked the scene at the dinner table. I thought that was funny. Mm. With Tori. I, I think that was a my kind of one of my favorite. There were a lot of funny one liners tonight. Yeah. I oh, thought yeah. one of my favorite ones was when the kid was like, "That's so weird. What are you yes. guys doing? That's weird." And he, then he goes, "Yeah, it is kind of weird." And she was like, kind of annoyed because that's her whole right. being. Yeah. She laughed yeah. at it too. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was really great for the show because I think. For the past few episodes, we've all been kind of going, "What is that?" Yeah, how many times have what we said that, that on this show and other students say, "We still don't know." So it, it was great to see them kind of be like, "Okay, well, it's we not know any it's easier of, for us to, to explain it." So. We know it's kind of and BSE. It's weird. And Paige, it's weird. Paige was in that scene saying, uh, talking about her experience in church and saying, "People think church is just about feeling sorry for yourself, but it's not." Which seemed like a little bit of a stab at uh, at Tori. Or at least at the entire Est philosophy, which does seem like it's a lot about people kind of feeling sorry for themselves. I don't think. I think <laughs> it's actually the opposite of people feeling sorry for themselves. I think it's people um, holding themselves accountable for how they let other people make them feel. Sorry, I got really serious I, with that, but like, yeah, no, I guess. Just as I know someone who's like gone through that program and how they've reacted to it, it's like them having to constantly be accountable for how everyone makes them feel. Well, anytime there's a self awareness. Uh, institutionalized program of any kind, yeah. whether you're talking about like an AA program or mm-hmm. 12 steps, something like that. It's always a huge amount of introspection and then holding yourself and others incredibly accountable and being very, very aware of, of small things that maybe somebody who just innately is less aware is not going to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So it's almost you overreact to everything. I don't know. I'm to skeptical extent, of those yeah. things too. At a certain degree, it almost seems like you're making like best responsible for your emotions going through those kind of programs. Well, it's, why, it's why therapy is such like a rich, rich business. <laughs> I, I, like, right. I like to, I mean, Paige is sort of like, that's her team, the church. Like, she's yeah. just doing that team. Like, that's her squad. She's like going to bat for them. You know, she's like, yeah, you know, people think, you know. Well, it's she, just like what people yeah. do for, for Est. It's yeah. not necessarily that Est is religious, but I think the way that people kind of what it brings them or what it gives them as a person is, is very similar to what some people get out of religion. And and like what Paige says later, when we get to talk more about Paige, but where she says, you know, uh, you know uh, after being baptized, or I just feel like I feel a presence with me. 
and it's just yeah. a little bit easier to kind of deal with this. Yeah. You know, it's what it's a lot of that's a huge part of what religion is, is it just makes a life late day to day life a little bit easier and a little bit less lonely. Yeah, and if if that's what works for you then kudos if s is what works for you then kudos we yeah. gotta take an after bus if, road trip to the s center yeah like, right let's do it if having nothing is what works for you kudos yeah. oh please please adrian elaborate further i'm not an atheist <laughs> like, adrian not. is not an atheist iron man 19 i'm not an atheist but i'm not a christian I'm not a Buddhist. I'm not it. I don't believe in Hindu. <laughs> it so, should be noted really quickly because mm-hmm. there's there was a fan from another after show I was doing who was very very vocal early on about being opposition to some of our ideas. And as soon as we started interacting with that fan mm-hmm. extensively, mm-hmm. that they became our biggest fan. So yeah. I should just point out it's definitely not us knocking. I'm not certainly not here knocking a fan, uh, but because the show because I did receive a message from this fan right before this show and this entire show or this particular episode has been about um, just the, the, you know, what people believe in and how that structures their life and how, you know, that impacts their relationships with others. Big and time. so that's why we're commenting on it, not commenting on it to tease anyone or to, to hurt anyone's feelings. I am um, from a <laughs> Southern Baptist family. If there's anyone who has respect for religion, it is I, because it, I've, seen it help people i've seen it do yeah. lots of different things to people no, i am so that's that's all that i'm saying it's not like i'm not a, i'm not an atheist no i'm not an atheist either but yeah just to engage with the themes of this show you have yeah. to talk about religion and, al- talk about and, al- and also feeling like uh in many cases for like philip and elizabeth that elizabeth that religion isn't what they need and that they want to do good in some other way yeah well and the, i mean to before just to not point, talk this point to death but the point i was making was essentially if anybody does want to interact with us over any idea oh, or point, do. it makes the experience for us and you far more entertaining to read a comment that is interesting to think about because we almost for sure we'll talk about it on the show. Yeah. It's, yeah. How do you identify with Paige's viewpoint? I mean, tell us, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, I will argue with y'all on Twitter all day. I yeah. don't care. Feel this conversation. <laughs> I won't. Um, but I will read what you say. So send the more trolling. Send, what we're saying is send the more trolling ones to Josh. Yes. <laughs> He's your guy. At Radio TFB. <laughs> so on that note, with with Stan, there was also that moment where uh, he had a friend of his die, right. and that kind of brought back to the forefront this need he has for Sandra. What was everyone's thoughts on that? She ain't coming back. Yeah, nah, no. She ain't going to Chicago either. He yeah, still called her. He still called her his wife. He can't drop it. They're still technically married. I can't. <laughs> I can't knock him for for still calling him. You know, for still calling her his wife, that's that's understandable. It's just reinforcing that that exactly the same male viewpoint we talked about last week of like I can fix this, and he just hasn't let it go yet. That's yeah. there. There's a, an awakening. There will be an awakening moment, an epiphany that happens somewhere in this season where I think he does in some way let it go. I think he has to. Yeah, it'll happen, and it's they're not going to drag it out that long. I think I'm trying to figure out what the actual point of the death was if it's to illustrate just yet again just another angle to show us that he's not over it and she's not coming back I don't know if they're really doing that that seems a little too obvious was there some sort of I was just going to say potentially some sort of you know storyline how did it how did he die I don't know yeah was it a plane crash yeah, right. I'm saying, was there some sort yeah. of foul play? I, I don't know. You know, I you never know on a show like this. They might touch on that a little bit more because if yeah. if anything, they might have it where um, she does go to Chicago. So I don't know. I, th- right. I think that's just kind of like with with these three particular characters, Nina, Stan, and Martha. I think they were just kind of planting little seeds at this moment. Definitely. And they're gonna, you know. So with that, Martha, it was quick. 
It was yeah. so quick. Martha and Adderhold, who we've barely seen over the last yeah, couple episodes. Yeah, and Adderhold, He's kind of sweet on Martha, right? Yeah. He's a little sweet on Martha. But the, the, that one moment of him saying that there will no longer be confidential files just lying around anymore. And it's I was big. Like, she's no longer is useful. She's no longer useful. So what do you guys think? They, they're going to kill her? They're going to do something? I mean, I don't... Why would she die? What, what Like, for what reason would Philip kill her? I mean, she would have to do something. She's going to go further. She, she, if she yeah. becomes a liability, he will have to kill she's her. She's going to go further somehow. Yeah. She's going to take her role too far. You know, I mean, she's going to dig for something that she shouldn't have dug for. So this means absolutely nothing, and it's kind of pointless to read the tea leaves from episode titles, but I do know episode eight of this season is called Do Male Robots Dream of Electric Sheep? Oh, nice. Um, which means hilarious. the male robot is going to have a role to play in some big way in the near future, and I don't know exactly what that Electric is. Electric Sheep? Well, that's a Philip K. Diff- yeah, yeah, reference. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, that, that, that's that's very, runner. It's yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, Something I want to touch on with Marsha really quick. Martha really quickly. Marsha. 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 Was that there? And I don't know if we've talked about this on the show. I think Allison Wright maybe alluded a little bit to something similar last week when we were talking to her. But there was something called the Secretary Initiative, which is where I think her character and her relationship to Philip is based. But apparently there was there was one secretary that was you know married to a spy to a KGB agent. This is a real story that they drew inspiration from. And because of this, the KGB launched an entire initiative of KGB agents targeting specifically right. secretaries mm. of high-ranking officials because they were these easy-to-target characters. Mm. And that's where Martha's character comes from. Mm. And I didn't know this, but so it's based in reality. There was actually an initiative launched, the secretary initiative from by the KGB. That's documented. Which a lot is, of people fall for their secretaries. I which mean, is fascinating. Yeah. That there's all these secretaries having these like secret marriages. It's, it's but pretty, I also, pretty but cool I also remember her saying, after the secretaries found out, three out of four of them killed themselves. Killed themselves so yeah. if you're wondering how she might be eliminated from the show, were that to happen? Oh, she does have the gun. Yeah. Exactly. We also know that, that next week's episode is going to be a bombshell episode, according to Allison. Yeah, directed yeah, by Noah Emmerich. It's a preview. That was insane. Yeah. I still stand by belief that she's making it all the way to the series finale. She is not going <laughs> I, I never said that I didn't think she was going to make it all the way to the series finale, yeah. but they gave her a gun. They yeah. did. They certainly did. They Big. gave her a gun. Yeah, I mean, she so. only really... I, I didn't have many other thoughts about Martha this episode. She did Yeah, it was just a quick drop, and it was nice to see them kind of go with that, that, you know, there is this moment where the thing that she was being used for is no longer there, and so how does that play into everything, and what is Philip, uh, a.k.a. I like that when you're at home watching this show, you're probably thinking what we're thinking. Like, oh, now what? Yeah. I love that. You know, you're like, oh, Mm. man, this is now what? Yeah. Because you're like, what is she going to do now? What what can she do now? I would like to talk about the two most interesting storylines of the episode. We're going to do it, man. Patience. Patience. We're Uh, wrapping up. Sorry, guys. So with that note, because Ben is so anxious to get to it. Sorry, Adrian. How do we feel about (laughs) Paige and Elizabeth? Well, let's just start with that opening church scene, which I loved. I just loved the direction. Of, um, it's such like, it reminded me a lot of me like getting my bar mitzvah. I mean, different religion, but still, it's just like, you know, this awkwardness of just seeing, you know, the teed up uh, up there. Except the parents would normally be in the front row, and Philip and Elizabeth are just sitting awkwardly towards the, the back, back, like, I don't want to be here. I would say <laughs> I was thinking Elizabeth could snap Pastor Jim's neck with her eyes from the back <laughs> row. And I, I feel like they were dropping the hint that this was going to be the week that she takes that step forward just yeah. from her eyes, you know, just from the way she was viewing that moment. Like, I can't let this, I can't let this happen. It's Pastor Jim's a very involved personality. He actually has his own Americans podcast. Do you guys know this? 
called Watching no, the Americans. No. He does a weekly podcast. Yeah, he no, runs you should this. tell our audience about a rival podcast. No, no. no. Watch both. Hey, yeah. we love everyone. We love everyone. Watch yeah. us. Watch, listen to them. Let's get listen. him on We're proud podcast. to be part of the Americans podcast ecosystem. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's yes. important to get yes. uh, it's important to get other people's points of view, especially yeah. actors that are on the show. Yeah. I, I loved uh, the, the church scene. I actually thought one of it was really interesting, just like they had done with the, the tooth pulling scene. Mm-hmm. There was so much subtext from Philip and Elizabeth's eyes i love yeah. how like you just really felt what they were thinking and it was it was just hilarious and great it was like you know two or three minutes of it uh, there's a lot of great reaction shots of this show yeah they're yeah. really i mean they're just great actors those two and i think the more i watch this show the more i'm starting to realize just how good they are yeah i complained i think early on that i didn't believe uh elizabeth carrie all the way carrie russell all the way and i think i take back my comments good. i just awesome. I, I just <laughs> had that realization this episode i'm like Carrie Russell's amazing yeah. actress. Yeah, she's awesome. really good. I know, but I think it takes you know, you like <laughs> hey. all of a sudden you have that realization because you know she was in other mm-hmm. shows that you know didn't have these like. I've been a fan of Carrie Russell roles. since Felicity. I know a lot of people are like, "Eh, Felicity." She was the best part of Felicity, like when she cut her hair and then she was all. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. My big secretary like- and not secretary waitress. Great film. My big, like, uh, F- Philip and Elizabeth uh, acting realization that I had tonight, and I will try to not tangent this too far, but mm-hmm. was essentially, so I was listening to that po- this podcast, another one, and it was an interview with Matt Reese, and he has this thick The, uh, the Slate Americans Insider podcast, which is uh, amazing if you're not listening to this. This was showrunners one. Yeah. It's really interesting to listen to, and, and he has this thick Welsh accent. So you think about, how, and he's a totally different personality, very high energy. So in the final scene of this episode when they're talking and they're laughing, I was sort of imagining, like, to be able to go through all the characters that he goes through and, and, and really the context of their relationship is what makes this show so interesting, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's what you realize as you go through it. There's all the spying, but just the complexity of their relationship is what the whole show is about. And their moments when they talk to each other in the bedroom are often the most interesting moments in the entire yeah. show. So I was thinking like, it's sort of this idea that, well, there's actors in Hollywood and they'd prefer to be in movies, but sometimes they end up in TV and it's like a step down or something, but there's still these incredibly talented actors. It's sort of like, a player makes it to the NBA or something. And you imagine if he's on a team, mm-hmm. he's he's a good player. But if he's the worst player on a good team, you know he's not that good. But then you see him in practice when their shots not getting blocked and they make every shot. It's like these guys—they're so talented, they're so good. You put them in these situations, and you're every once in a while you have one of these moments where you're just like, oh my goodness. Yeah, but I, that TV film thing is out I the window. That's yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. Okay. yeah. I was going to say that. Gone. I think that's kind of become obsolete because a lot of people have realized. <laughs> A lot of film actors have realized, oh, I can do some so much more now yeah, on I mean, television. Kevin Spacey's on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the world is the world is yeah. changing. Movies where are where you go of... to put on a green screen suit and make money. TV is where you go to play like actual characters. That is that is possible. <laughs> that you know that is a side to it as well. But you know, it, I think it's just that they're they're finally becoming equal. So it's not that one is necessarily better than the other because you can definitely go and put on a superhero costume and be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter or something like that. It's true. And so it, it's leveling it where it's not like an us versus them. It's kind of like <laughs> with, with theater. There's always been this kind of, I'm a theater. I'm classically trained. So I'm the artist. I was trained And I am classically trained. And, but I don't, that doesn't mean I look down upon like film or, or television. You know, it's just a different approach to it. It's, it's, and it's a lot of fun. With that said, in any case, I felt with the the church scene, um, you know, I've always thought baptisms are really beautiful. I always thought they are always just, like, really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is kind of like this this moment they built up this whole time, and then she's dunked, 
Yeah. And she's. And her head, uh, I love the direction again of her head just like rising from the water, and she looks very beatific, very archangel like. She does. But, But it propels both parents. To make their move a little bit, yeah, you know, it, yeah. I like what you're saying. It's quick, but and it was at the beginning of the episode, and it's like they both like it happened. It's ha- it's it's done because she's made her you know, decisions. Like you know, that's, that's it. She's that, steadfast. It's like they something. waited too long to make their own moves. You know, almost. Yeah. I remember the line while, while watching this episode. The line came in my head: "A religion is the opiate of the masses." Uh, which, if you don't know, that's a Karl Marx quote. That's uh, in the, that's in this episode. Yeah. Was it in this episode? I think. Maybe it's a similar line. There's a very it similar might have been line a similar line. But yeah, and the sense of and coming up a couple times in the way that people talking about belonging to different groups and the comfort it gives them, and then kind of refuted by the very end by Elizabeth saying it's great the the comfort you get from going to church, but sometimes you need there to really do things. You have to go a step further. I think she was trying to to find a way to. Um, Show Paige that she understands and that she's more like her. And she said that, I, that I want you to see that I'm a lot more like you than you think. Right. And in a way that is kind of, I mean, her government is Elizabeth's religion. You know, that's what she stands by. That's exactly. What she, if you're uh, a serious communist, communism is your religion. It's yeah. an anti-religious philosophy. And a lot of the, a lot of the times, uh, people do things in the name of their religion. You know, and th- th- there's that kind of like extreme approach to it um which it's it's interesting how they kind of toe the line with that of like well sometimes in, in the greater good the name of the greater good i always think of hot fuzz when it, when <laughs> the, greater good. the greater good i'm like the greater good. uh you know of just like well what is the greater good is the greater good still good if you are venturing into murdering people yeah. and espionage she was choosing her words so carefully yeah. in that scene she she clearly wanted to say more but she's like we gotta we gotta really wade in here how do you here. say that how do you step say- into the shallow end I'm a Russian spy, sweetie, there's, and you are one too now. There was, there was definitely the moment where you were like, "Is she really going to just drop the bomb?" And then, yeah. and then screen goes black. I, I definitely uh, really enjoy what they're doing with Paige. I actually, and I, I think with this is each episode, I felt it a little bit more. But I, I love that they're having her play to the height of her intelligence as a child, yeah. which is like that's such a great tool because you can write a child as being kind of clueless or oblivious if yeah. you want to. It's a thing. It's an easy thing to do. You can get away with it. But I loved the scene when Elizabeth walked into the her. yeah 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 when she watches she Elizabeth smoking the cigarette, and I just love the way she reacts and just like exactly what she says. It's just it's sort of hilarious. But it's because it's, you know, a child playing to the height of a child's intelligence. I mean, all she's doing is speaking eloquently. She's not saying anything crazy. Kids are always smarter than you give them credit for. Oh, yeah. She definitely had the moment where she became the mom. And whenever you have that uh, as a kid, I remember having (laughs) that moment with my my mom on occasion where I would say something. And it would be that moment of like, oh, okay, in this moment, I am the adult. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's really weird. It's it's an unhealthy habit, and I wish you would change it. But you know I know this already, so it's just this great moment. I love what you're saying about that, because then she took it a step further, and she's teaching her mom about life, you know, through her eyes. Which is like, you would think that conversation would be the exact opposite about faith. And she's, you know. Yeah. And speaking of role reversal, how about a Philip and Elizabeth sneaking off to smoke pot midway through the episode? Awesome, amazing, Pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. His face when he when he pulls out the joint and he's just looking at her like, like, and you can tell that it's, it's one of those things where, um, I think sometimes as an adult you're just like, I just need to do something that's so childish. Like sometimes I'll get home from work and I'm like, you know what? When I used to have roommates, I'd be like. 
we need to do shots. And it's just one of those moments where you're like, I have to do shots right now. And it makes you just feel good. It's so silly and it yeah. doesn't mean anything. And it's nice to have that scene with them, like, smoking outside of the window and just right. laughing. Like just watching them getting the yeah. giggles was, uh, especially Elizabeth, who you rarely see like that. Yeah. It was a great <laughs> scene. It was a great scene. That was the scene that made me think of the whole, like, you know, masterclass actors thing. Oh, I was yeah. sort of thinking about throwing an average TV actor into that scene and, and they would just never be able to hold their own. Totally. You feel like, and you feel like they're, the two actors are having a great time. Exactly. Like, well, they also, they also have a lot of chemistry and, you know, they that's have important. years you know, of, of working like, together. Yeah. It, and it shows, you yeah. know, it's totally yeah. like, that was a great, that was great. Jesus really came through for me. It's just great. It was funny. The lives um, were delivered. Really, we all laughed. I mean, it is, you know, you're laughing with them. It's, it's great. It, it was a, a Beautiful moment, and I know we'll we'll switch. And are you guys ready to go into Philip and Kimberly? Yeah. Anyone else have any final thoughts on Paige and Elizabeth? Uh, you know, my final thought was well, I guess it sort of leads into Philip. You know, they sort of had a tug of war over her mm. this episode over Paige. You know, I mean, Philip made his move first. Yeah. And she, she didn't totally get where he was coming. You know, she didn't really understand the context of what he was saying because he didn't go far enough. Sort of. Maybe. Neither one have gone far no, enough, but, but I think she really went good. further. She did. Yeah. Anna Page was also more receptive to Elizabeth, I think, since the beginning, because yeah. I think what I think the final line of the episode is true. I think Paige is more her mother's daughter than her yeah. father's. But yeah. I will say, what Philip did was very smart. It wasn't. It wasn't something where he needed to kind of be like, "This is what's going to happen, and you should be aware." He was just kind of instilling in her. Sometimes things will come to you, and you need to just stand by who you are, and make your own decisions for yourself no matter who is telling you or trying to convince mm. you otherwise so he just planted a seed so as it things start to develop I think that will kind of be like reinforced in her of like but no this, is, this isn't what I stand by this right. isn't what yeah. I believe in he's also completely undermining the mission <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> you know, I just can't I completely just... <laughs> which is why Frank Langella which is why Gabriel trusts in Liz mm-hmm. this is Sorry, excuse me. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was it was really interesting to see how he interacted with Philip oh, yeah. versus how he interacted with Elizabeth. Yeah, big time. So when Philip came in, he's like, "No leftovers." He's like, "Sorry, you want coffee?" But when Elizabeth was there, he had wine, he had salad, he had you know an entree. I was like, "Wow, this is such a a very big difference between how he feels about them. You can tell by just how he treats them, how he feels too. But I also think how he handles. Yeah. You know, he's got different tactics. He, I, bet, I bet Philip wants Claudia to come back at this point. He's like, I'm done of Gabriel. Well, Philip's also <laughs> very. I mean, they're both very smart. And Gabriel, it's not like Gabriel's somehow smarter than Philip. So when he says those things like "you're the best" or you know, we want, it's he. I think he knows he's being manipulated by him. Yeah. It's not like it's going over his head or anything yeah. like that. Um, I th- ah, yeah, train of thought. Anyway, you, you're saying well, well and it, it'll be interesting to see if they bring back uh, Philip's son. Yeah, I'm. I'm Back not sure how you guys that. interpreted that line. I interpreted that line as blackmail. No, they they referenced it. I think it was season two when was it Arena? Arena, when yeah. Arena yeah. was there. They she did make a, a like a slight reference to, you know, I have a son. Oh no, I remember that. I'm just yeah. saying, Gabriel just dropping that oh, bit of knowledge right yeah. there. Yeah, it was totally blackmail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it was totally like. <laughs> You will sleep with this fifteen-year-old, right? Because we know about your or son, and he's at war. He's, so, he's at war. He's in. Yeah. He's, he's somewhere. Did they say he was in Afga- uh, yeah. Afghanistan? Yeah. Something they, could yeah. happen in Afghanistan, and they yeah. use. Uh, so that was that was definitely blackmail. Here's my only question: mm-hmm. I understand that they are. It's a tug of war, and they have their orders from their government. But 
what do Philip and Elizabeth really think is going to happen if they if Paige finds out? Like, what do they really think that that's going to go over well? That's what I keep trying to think about. Like when they're, oh, I'm going to go ahead without you. It's like somehow do they not understand that if she just decided to to like buck the trend? Everything just goes. It's they just, do. That's why they're slow playing it. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why they're hesitant. Philip, Philip doesn't think it's going to go well. Philip's been saying yeah. that from the beginning. Why does Gabriel oh. and why do those guys think that somehow <laughs> this is a thing that's going to work? Like, well, because they're the best, you know, manipulators in the, in the world, and yeah. it's their daughter and love. But that, you know. that is stupid on their part because the last person they that they had that they told he killed his entire family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, crazy to me. It doesn't always go well. I think the biggest I was when I watched the Paige and Elizabeth scene, I was kinda of like at the end there, I was kinda of thinking, What is Elizabeth gonna do if Paige turns on her? Is she gonna be okay with killing her own daughter? Because that's pretty much what they would probably have to do. That's what I'm sort of saying, right? Yeah. That's, that's the part of me that's like, what? What's so the best motive I can come up with for the KGB is is desperation. You know, we're yeah. in like the waning days of the Cold War here. The Ru- we know the future. We know that the Russians are eventually going to lose, and they're not doing well in Afghanistan. I think they just want to recruit whoever they can and get whatever foothold they can. Yeah, mm. it's, a, it's it's it definitely seems like would, an act of desperation. Would, yeah, would she kill Paige? That's a question. Yeah. So would she kill? One? Would she kill Paige versus what would Philip do? What would Philip do? What would Jesus? If anybody had to kill Paige, um, Liz would do it. And what yeah. is Philip going to have to do? Is the better question. Well, so let's get thoughts into it. on Philip and Kimberly. Oh. When she dropped that towel, I was like, well, "How is he going to get out of this situation?" Okay, it was so beautiful. It was great. It was so beautiful what he did, and I just—it brought joy to me to to just watch him just pull like the best abstinence card I've ever seen pulled in my yeah, life. That one, really yeah, that reminded me of a lot of a lot of girls in high school pulling that card on me. <laughs> <laughs> when you were in high school. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you were in high school, right? When I was wearing those thick glasses. <laughs> he looks like Philip, like his his outfit as Jim Baxter. It's probably my favorite costume he's played in so far. Mm. He it feels like he should be with his arms crossed, like on the cover of like his, he's like Rick Springfield or some ridiculous like <laughs> some like just awesome '80s lead singer of a band. But it's like actually a '70s band, and now he's in his. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that reminds me too. Did you see Paige taking down a Rick Springfield poster yeah, and putting yeah. up like a Paris poster? Totally. I wonder, I wonder, what, I wonder what that means. Why is she under Paris? Maybe she's thinking about studying abroad. Maybe. I'm also upset that they didn't spend any money on music licenses this week. Yeah, Pink Floyd's up there. You know, it feels like he's the lead singer. It would have been very expensive. It feels like he's the lead singer of Cheap Trick in like 1988. <laughs> like after they've peaked, and he's got like the leather jacket, yes. and the glasses, and the hair. That's like what I keep seeing. He does. He looks like such a scumbag. He looks like the kind of guy who would be like seducing a 16 year old. Yeah, surrender, surrender, guys. This is the episode where uh, where it is kind of made clear that this is has to happen. And when she did drop that towel, it was kind of like. Ah, and like uh, the, the, the other Russian spies in the other room, like finishing up stuff. He doesn't want uh, her to want him. Sorry, one more cheap trick joke. That was yeah. It. <laughs> uh, so it, it was kind of that that shock of seeing this extremely sexual fifteen year old come on to this thirty something year old band. And she fifteen or sixteen? She's fifteen, going on sixteen. We don't know when her birthday I think is, right. but it was she's 15, not. Uh, she's not old enough to drive yet. Yeah, so she's fifteen, going on sixteen. I, I like how he tried to talk himself into it with, with Liz when he's like, well, you know, until she's older, like eventually, like he's going to buy himself enough time. Right. right. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I don't think there's ever going to be a moment for Philip where Kim 
Kimmy or Kim is not going to look or, or seem like his daughter. You know, right, of course. so it doesn't matter if she gets older. I think it, that's just always going to be in the back of his mind that she's only a year older than his own daughter. Yeah. Which makes dropping the god card all the more, more skeezy, even if it is a beautiful and moment. It it's also beautiful. it's also it's also him co- confusing his daughter and the teenage yes. girl he's supposed to seduce to an unprecedented degree. So well, far. he does a really he does a really interesting thing of of kind of using his own life with with Kim that he doesn't do right. with other people. So even when he's talking about how the reason he's found God is because his son Yeah. you know, he's so I mean, he couldn't even tell son. he couldn't even tell Elizabeth that, but he's telling this girl. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how he uses the truth that he really does need to to share to get, uh, out, yeah. to get close to to Kim. So, yeah. It yeah. was definitely when he puts the teller and he's hugging her. It was it was and she starts crying. It was just a a beautifully sad and uncomfortable moment because I think not only that you were sort of like he dodged a bullet but you're also like this is a thing that's going to have to happen eventually and you kind of know it and it just I mean I wrote like I wrote down like brutally uncomfortable and then I just underlined it like three times I was like oh god this is just so hard to watch I like how I I just like how they reversed it so quickly where where Gabriel was like yeah no that's it's happening yeah when Gabriel said like you are having sex with that girl it's weekly I almost felt like are you just doing this just to make him uncomfortable like are you doing I think it's because he's so too. resistant. I think it's also. A te- I think you're right. I think part yeah. of it is like we're testing your discipline, your faith in what we are doing. Yeah. It's got to be. He, it can't just be that he has to recover the tapes weekly. There's can no it? way yeah. he needs to do that weekly. I think monthly would suffice. So it does feel like they're kind of just making sure that Philip is on board. After he sleeps with her, they're going to be like, actually, monthly is fine. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Well, and then, no wonder he's smoking so much pot. I, I, he's going to be like a total stoner by the end of the season. He beautiful. just he can't deal anymore. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I like the way she blew him off outside of school. That's good. Yeah, that's very much. Sorry, like loser. That. You're not into me. I'm not into you. I just I have a lot of stuff to do tonight. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm really busy. I'm busy. That, she's very. She's on top of. Her, I was not that on top of my stuff at 15. I mean, I was kind of. No, I was a nerd. But, <laughs> I just like that know. he's he's had to like. You know, he's he's almost talked him. He's he's basically lo- he's looking for a way to screw it up, and then that's the thing is he's looking to fail because yeah, he wants God. he wants to be able to come back and say, "Well, I tried and it didn't work." Oh, for sure. And on some on some subconscious level, at the very least, he's like, "I don't, yeah, yeah I I want her to reject me. I want to." But say, she's yeah. fifteen, so that's the mind of a fifteen year old. It's like <laughs> if, he, if he doesn't watch you, you just want him more. So that's going to not work, and that's the whole thing. It's like being, being back in high school again. You know what I mean? It's just these. Re- it's like a it's reverse psychology, and he can't win. It's yeah. hilariously yeah. sad to watch it's just tragic I, what I'm wondering is how many episodes are we going to have to watch where these scenes are this way like I are they going to make this a season long thing or? I think we're getting close to I don't the, think so. I think, the yeah. boiling point if you want to call it that the I don't know. The moment of truth. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen next week, but it seems like next week's going to be some sort of breaking think, point in a number of ways. Yeah, I think last week's going to be uh, not as much a focus on on Kim, which is fine by me. I could kind of use a break uh, <laughs> from squeaming and, or, or, you know, squealing. And, it's a mix between and screaming and squealing. It's squeaming. Squeaming. <laughs> yes. Uh, squirming. <laughs> I, it just made me really uncomfortable to watch that whole scene. Uh, even though the actress is in her 20s, it's still... <laughs> As our fan pointed uh, out. Yes. It's mm-hmm. still not comfortable to watch it when you know that it's a perspective of uh, a 30-something-year-old man approaching a teenager. It's a nice, I mean, so. the way we keep talking about the complexity of, of Philip and Elizabeth, which, again, I think, like, 
this made me re- this episode really made me realize in that final scene that that's why this show is good and i think mm-hmm. when you hear the, pr- the the premise if somebody try if you're selling the show to your friend yeah. say this is what the show is about it's about these this american or this russian couple that's married and they live in america they're spies but it's really like the fact that they're spies is what makes it interesting but their relationship is what the whole show is about oh yeah the rest I, of it is I, just I think too so. and that that plays into him telling Elizabeth, what's going on with Kimmy? Yeah, like she's feeling that. Yeah, for the first time, like they're a couple now. Like they're they it love makes each her other. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Like yeah, for the first time, like they really have a somewhat real marriage. How many marriages do you talk? I mean, how many marriages do you come <laughs> home and talk about your other marriage yeah. or talk about the girl you're yeah. dating? Yeah. But it never, but it never, it never really meant anything to them until recently this was my day at work today how was (laughs) yours (laughs) no yeah it was interesting for them to also bring up Gregory again because that I think that was a relationship for Elizabeth that kind of made Philip feel the way that she is feeling now whenever she would go to deal with Gregory you could you could always sense that he would just be really uncomfortable or, or jealous or um, frustrated with, with good with good reason with good reason because <laughs> she did almost leave him yeah. you know for for Gregory so it was nice to kind of have that just lightly touched upon when she's they, talking they about they do such a page. good job of that where they don't have to give you he said she said yeah do they just, oh remember this it's like when you think somebody has like a leg up or yeah you know you're feeling bad for somebody you're like well actually you know what like she did this and now he's doing this and that's just the way it goes and it really is done so often just with the face and without dialogue yeah. so much is coming through just from the actor's expressions it's very impressive a, yeah. a small reference to something which you know just making that small reference makes you think back and and they do a really good job of of always leveling the playing field you know it, it's never this is what it's like for a man. This is what it's like for a woman. It's like, no, we actually go through very similar things. Yeah. Uh, we behave and react in very similar ways. So it's really nice for them to kind of play on that and have uh, this moment for Elizabeth be so testing of, of I don't want him to sleep with this woman or this girl. I don't want him to do this. On, yeah. on a relationship level and also just like on a moral level. Yeah. The, the only thing that I'm I'm sort of wondering going forward, as well as I talked about how long is it going to be uncomfortable with, but also the line of realism with with him and Kimberly, I'm just wondering because I keep having these moments where I'm like, well, she you know she wouldn't accept that, or he wouldn't be that strong willed, or she wouldn't buy that, or she'd kick him out if he didn't do it, or et cetera, et cetera. And I know that you can lean on a lot of she's 15 and he's much older and much more manipulative but at the same time you're just sort of like how many times is this going to be too convenient because it's how many situations can you be in in a bedroom with somebody who's just intent on that where they're going to let you get away with it you know I think they that uh, they've only done it twice right um, Mm -hmm. where he's been in the bedroom and I also think that they it's not for me when I watch it it's not unrealistic you know there is though she might be adamant uh, I was at one point a fifteen-year-old girl, and <laughs> right. <laughs> when when there was a moment for me where there was definitely like a bedroom and a boy and a time, and I was like, I can't do this, I yeah. can't do like, and shooting out of the bed and <laughs> to running. me, in, in some so, ways, it's know, a it's a more believable relationship yeah. for a fifteen-year-old. I can actually see how that's complete candid to be like, there's this guy who says he really, really wants me, but he's so messed up he it, just can't, and I have to rescue it, him. It might be and a lot of. <laughs> Women, yeah. not just fifteen-year-olds, but women oh, for sure. go for that. They're like, I will save you. Yeah, it's also it might be a relief too. She's fifteen. A lot yeah. of girls are like, I think I want to do this. I don't know if I want to do this. Has she ever had sex before? And, and all the insecurity of her, kind of when he put the towel on her, and she's like, Well, is it me or is it me? So there's, it's right. it's a very realistic conversation from at least from what I've 
personally experienced yeah. and what I've known from my friends to experience of like, okay, that's that's not something that I just don't believe at all. It's not like with with Stan and Oleg where I was kind of like, what? Yeah. Why would he talk to yeah, Oleg? Yeah, I remember I was 15. I dropped a towel and the girl was like, we can't do this. Ever. It's God. <laughs> Jesus says like, I cannot I do this. Oh, yeah. Hans is in this episode doing something I have no idea where it's leading either. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I totally forgot about that. With, uh, with the... <laughs> The South, South, Af- South African, yeah, the South African redhead. Who's he's apparently he's something... not South African, but he's dealing with South African. No, I think he is South African. He is that South accent's African? a little muddled. Yeah, it's a little muddled. Not Hans. We didn't hear the South. The no, South, no, but that guy. Uh, what's his name in the, in the car with uh, Liz? What's his name? Hans. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Hans. He's yeah. Russian. He's, not, yeah. he's he's Russian. Yeah. Yes, I thought he was. I thought he was South South yeah, African. His accent's no, no, no. a bit muddled. He's talking about how. They that he noticed a, a kid who he thinks may be okay. a spy okay. working with the South Africans, right. uh, and how they're, I guess, planning to use that against the U.S. Because Reagan, I don't. It's this really is it's Reagan siding with the pro-apartheid. Uh, what are yeah. they called? The, the, the anti-apartheid. It's Wait. another one of these. The whole situation is just another one of these Easter eggs they're giving you to set up yeah. something in the future yeah. that's not supposed to. Yeah, they're going to gonna set it up right. later. Right. So and, and they are going to touch on on the nineteen year old spy yeah. next episode. So I'm they, sure. they do. There's like a torture scene or something with him. Ooh. So that'll be interesting. You know what? I was just going to say historically, I think it's kind of interesting about. I, I was reading. A, it was a great article about the Americans on Grantland by Holly Anderson. We should give her a shout out for pumping up our, our favorite show. But yeah. one of the things they said was, you know, maybe some people are having a hard time rooting for. Russian, like why, why isn't this show more popular than it is? Maybe people. Are really, I think it's funny, just historically, if you look at it, like, oh man, America was kind of on the wrong side of uh, history there in a, in a couple. At least that one moment, that's well, certainly true. Yeah, you know, it, uh, they do. Uh, it's it is interesting to kind of look back at that time and how uh, the U.S. interacted with the Middle East then and how we interact with them now. Yeah. and 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 they and they just kind of if you see them talking about how you know. Russia's relating to Afghanistan and and the killings that are happening and it's interesting. Yeah, back when yeah. Afghanistan was Russia's problem and not ours. So it's <laughs> it is kind of they do a really good job of how you know hindsight's twenty twenty. Like we can say all these things yeah. about well, well the Russians this and the Russians that, but. Uh, it, 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 but yeah. it, it ties into the theme of the show where it's like we don't know if there's right or wrong it's just there's yeah. duty it's like there's sacrifice like this episode was about sacrifice yeah. and religion you know it's like you just yeah. have to take it on faith like you were saying religion sometimes country is religion you're taking it on faith that yeah. you're getting orders yeah. to do this thing and you don't know how the dominoes of world you know global it is kind play. of about what is the greater good but what is the greater good to you that right. just your greater good is not someone else's greater good yeah. sometimes that your greater good is their evil yeah. their so you, greater you good know, their greater good and that's <laughs> I mean ultimately the conversation at the end of the episode was, was about yeah. that yeah. Was, they yeah. do a really excellent job of kind of Nobody, everything, there's no black and white. Everything lives in the gray. Right. So, Which is what the world is really like. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Except, actually, I see it in color. I don't know how you guys see it. You do? I actually <laughs> see it in a slight like, I see it just a grayscale. You know, just a, it's like a grayscale. You're like a snake. I see thermal imaging with yes. the Terminator. With that, shall we go ahead into predictions? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I was like, oh, <laughs> All right. Matt, we'll start with you. I am going to make a prediction that Philip is going to be the one that somehow breaks it to Paige that they are Russian spies. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm, that's I a can good see one. that. Interesting. Like he's like driven to it somehow. Somehow. 
I think Paige is initially going to react badly, and then she, by the end of the season, she's going to come around. A comrade? She's going to become a comrade. Mm. I think uh, Martha's usefulness is no longer paramount, and I think she's going to be pushed to do something that's going to get either her or Philip caught, and that will result in her death. Ooh. Uh, she's making it all the way to the end. I'm sticking by. It might take the end of the season, <laughs> but that's she's going to die at the end of the season. By the end of season three, Martha will be dead. Whoa. Wow. My prediction. Just drop the mic right there. Uh, you <laughs> Please know, don't actually drop the mic. It's a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw a mic across the room. I, I feel that someone is going to die. Um, That's I'm, a pretty specific prediction. I'm not yes. <laughs> Go big. Go big, Adrian. Go big. No, I, I, I'm hesitant to say it's going to be Martha. It, it, there was that preview. There was just so much that went on. And, and they're building up to something really... Epic, and I, I get. I feel like this is a season where people will be found out. So it's kind of like that moment where you watch Breaking Bad and Hank <laughs> reads the book, <laughs> right? And, and you're like, Ooh, yeah, what? So you're saying so, Stan's going to do the thing? So this is that. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be that moment where it's just everything's going to kind of come crashing down, you know? Yeah, but, something's well, that got just it. made me yeah, think, yeah. like, oh man, I can't wait to find out what that version of the book is yeah it has to be it, whether it's stan whether it's page telling stan right you know, yeah. that could be the big thing that happens is that once page finds out she turns on them and turns them into stan that'd well, be crazy well we all know that eventually we will have to deal with the stan chasing them storyline that's a thing that will mm. eventually happen but yeah. i don't think it's i don't think it's happening this season no i don't think it's happening this season but i think that the seed could be planted i honestly think it's going to be i think i still think and i said this last week i think it's going to be the mission with kimmy she's going to find out somehow and that's what's going to get philip cut mm. ah. okay that's that remember that bu- that bug sitting in a briefcase somebody's going to find it something's going to happen maybe. we don't know what maybe maybe so with that said where can everyone find y'all uh you can find actually you can go to my website mattrittercomedy.com and just tool around on there a lot of funny stuff Okay. And while you're tooling around on the internet, you should also tool around at joshrichman.net. And also, I'm at Radio TFB on Twitter. You guys should go to my website, uh, twitter.com slash media, <laughs> And uh, I have an Instagram, media as well. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Adrian Snow. Or you can check out my website at adrian-snow.com. All right. Uh, I'm that's, uh, out. <laughs> Get it to with me, that baby. said, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Americans After Bus show, and we will all see you next Wednesday. Bye. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 